Hello and welcome to Money Monkey Africa, your go-to financial podcast. Today I'm joined with an advocate called Misare Nyaga and he's going to tell us the role of law in businesses. I know you're like, how should I incorporate a lawyer in my business and I need legal? What those questions, we are going to answer them for you. So welcome Misare. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so tell us a bit about yourself. Well, I'm... Uh Ms. Arinjaga, 31-year-old. Mm-hmm. I'm an advocate of the High Court of Kenya. Yeah. I practice under the name Orlando Misari and Associates, or commonly Oma Law LLP. Mm-hmm. We run out of, we are based in Nairobi <coughs> with a Nyanza office managed by our mm-hmm. partner Orlando, okay. based in Yugis. Mm-hmm. So professionally, that's where I am. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what do you do in terms of your law firm in, in line to businesses? We're basically a full-service law firm. Yeah. We help businesses set up from mm-hmm. before, from conception stage, mm-hmm. and walk the journey with them throughout their lifetime as a business entity. Ah. So we, we say it's full service. We help you register your business. We help you from. We, we might not really take part in the business idea formulation, but once you have the business idea, mm-hmm. then we work with you the legal journey because, like with every other aspect of life, business is heavily regulated. Yes. The regulations basically falls back on the law. So mm-hmm. the earlier you incorporate a lawyer or someone with legal knowledge into your business, the safer you are. So that's what we do for businesses. Awesome. So let's say my name is Muthu. I'm running a startup in the agro business. And I have come to you as a lawyer. So how will you help me? So it will start with knowing... uh, Basic, what we'd probably consider basic high school education, uh, business mm-hmm. studies, where you'll be asked uh, forms of businesses. Okay. What form is your business taking? Are you going to trade as Mudeo the individual mm. so that your business is just called Mudeo, so there's no separation between you and the business? Yes. What's yours is the businesses and what's the business is yours? So you can simply have a business name. Uh, you'd probably register that for, uh, I think, a thousand shillings on the citizen portal. Yeah. And you're good, you're mm. set to do business. Mm. Get your bank account. Your KRA pin is the same individual and you use, and you're good to go. So the first discussion we love with is what form of business do you want? Are you going it all alone in that aspect? Are you having a partner? Are you, are you forming a partnership? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you forming a limited liability company? Or are you, what form of business? Nowadays yes. people even go in the CBOA, community-based organizations are also forms of businesses now. Okay. So the first thing would be to identify your needs to identify what nature of business you're getting into, then you're best placed to advise on mm-hmm. the form of business that you're supposed to take. Yeah. Then the second stage after forming the business, uh, which is very critical and which most people ignore, mm-hmm. and it comes back to haunt them, yes. is what we call having a, a legal compliance matrix. Okay. Like I said, uh, businesses, like every other aspect of life, is heavily regulated. Mm-hmm. So the moment you get into any form of business, you must be very aware mm-hmm. of every single law that guides that form of business. How do you get your business permits? What are your tax obligations? Yeah. Or are you employing? So what are the labor obligations that you have? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So basically, you have to have the entire matrix from the beginning so that mm-hmm. you know as you grow, you don't wait until you're hit with this yes. and probably you're too big and you have to start walking the journey back. So it's safer to walk the journey from the onset mm. with having the legal compliance matrix. You know that uh, these are the things, that, these are the laws or the regulations 
that I, my business needs to comply with as it grows. Yes. Yeah. So uh, what I'm getting from you, if you if you want to start, start right. Yes. Yeah? And you need the legal metrics. That's a new word for me, yeah. you know, in the legal... The legal compliance matrix. The legal compliance matrix. Yes. So as we'll see later on, the compliance matrix helps in the course of business because as the business grows, it reaches a point where you now do have to do legal audits. Okay. Where are you standing legally? Yeah. Is, is the business legally sound? Mm. So if you had a legal compliance matrix at the From beginning the of beginning. your business, then yes. doing your legal audits become easier. I was mm. supposed to do this, where am I with it? Yeah. So one analogy I like to give in businesses is that uh, mm. legal practice for businesses is like the, the fire industry for mm -hmm. businesses. Okay. When you're starting your, your farm, your business, or even just building your home, you start with the fire safety. Mm. Do you have the horse pipes? Do you have a water point? Do you have a place where people gather when uh, there's a fire? Do you have the fire extinguishers? How often do you do fire inspections? Yeah. So that is like law. Mm -hmm. When you're starting your business and you've not run into a problem, it's the legal compliance matrix I'm talking about. Yeah. Then there's the second aspect of it, like with the fire industry, where we now have firefighters coming in because either you did not comply with the safety requirements, or of course you complied, but still an accident. Mm. Accidents happen. Mm. So that's why we now have the main aspect of law where people know the litigation bit. So you didn't, you, you, you got excited, you opened your business without consulting a lawyer. Five yeah. years down the line, you have so much tax obligations mm -hmm. or you breached some laws on the way and then you now have to go into litigation or some. So that's sure. the firefighting aspect of law okay. and there's the fire safety aspect of law. So yeah. the fire safety aspect is what I always like to take businesses through mm -hmm. so that from the onset, you have what it takes to ensure you don't eventually need firefighters. Wow, yes. that's beautiful. Yeah, and you know, some someone is like, yes, Misari, I need that. I've always wanted that, but the common people always make lawyers are so expensive. Yeah, and I test you ten thousand for this, and I'm just a startup. Mm -hmm. Like, what advice do you have? Like, like, just the analogy <laughs> I've given. I mm. mean, uh, if if you had uh, say fire blankets and and you had the fire extinguishers and you had a fire insurance yeah. and your house burns up, mm -hmm. you, you don't feel the pain. True. Than if your house burns up and you you have to build from scratch on your own. Mm. So having a lawyer work with you that journey is is important. Mm. Lawyers are not expensive. There's a lawyer for everyone. Of course, we are guided by the advocates' remuneration yes. order. Mm. That how much we can bill. Yeah. But if you start working the journey with a business, you are on retainer. Of course, they're able to see your growth and they're able to work it with you. Mm -hmm. So that I'm not, you're not going to walk into me today and tell me you're probably starting a business worth a half a million. And then the first fee note I give you to, to help you set up is like 150000 It doesn't work that way. Yeah. So before you sit down with a lawyer and you explain your needs and they tell you how to go about it, you cannot say lawyers are expensive. Mm. It becomes expensive in the long run. If, say, you ignore lawyers and you say you'll probably engage a lawyer when you're growing. Yeah. Then you come to me five years later with a ton of problems, mm -hmm. then they now have to be expensive because yeah. I have to spend more time sorting your problems. Mm -hmm. If I'd worked the journey with you throughout, you probably not have had that problem. Mm -hmm. So it's rather to have a lawyer on retainer, a reasonable retainer. Most retainers are very reasonable. Because again, you see businesses you see the businesses that are ranked as SMEs, yes. sole proprietorships like the one we talked about, multinationals, just national level. So the, the rates of the lawyers will not be the same. It will be depend on your business needs. Mm -hmm. Yes. So dismissing lawyers as expensive is not a wise thing to do. Mm -hmm. It becomes very expensive for you in the long term. If you went without lawyers, then you fall into problems that now necessitates 
So when I come into firefight, I'm, I'm likely to, to to build you more yeah. than if I was walking the journey with you. True, true, yeah. awesome. Like, better just take the safety route rather than, than the, the fire. fire. Oops, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about intellectual property mm-hmm. law. Yeah, mm-hmm. ideas are being stolen and some people have not protected their ideas mm-hmm. yeah and they keep complaining so how should i protect my startup or my idea so that's so diverse and mm-hmm. then again even with the law we have uh, specializations mm-hmm. I, I might not take people through the full range of things because i myself not i don't major in ip but okay. my partner orlando does yeah so i don't practice intellectual property and mm-hmm. but i'm able to see when you come with your need because i mean it's the, the law books are always there you can yeah. always listen to your problem then make reference and give you advice mm-hmm. so that is goes back to what i was saying mm-hmm. when you start your business mm-hmm. start with a lawyer i'll tell you look the, the the value of your business is in your unique idea so how are you going to protect your unique idea in a manner that uh, you don't open today, then tomorrow somebody with more money than you is, is running with the idea in a better way than you are, and then you lose out. Yeah. Or how do you meet business partners and you discuss with them and tell them, look, this is what I'd like to do, mm. but I'd like you to bring in the capital. Mm-hmm. But then they refuse to bring in the capital, but tomorrow you see them implementing your idea. Yeah. So if you started with a lawyer, then they probably advised you that before you put this out there, mm-hmm. the first thing to do is to register an intellectual property of it. Mm-hmm. It could be a trademark. Yeah. It could be... There are so many forms of intellectual property. Mm-hmm. So you, it could be any of those protected rights. Yes. So once you register and it's safe, mm-hmm. the second phase would be if you're working with a lawyer, you'd know, well, I'm going to meet an investor. Mm-hmm. The next step would be signing an undisclosure agreement. So mm-hmm. we've met, you've seen, my, I've discussed my idea with you. Mm-hmm. Before you commit to, to buying in, you can't discuss it with anyone. If you drink that, then I have legal rights against you. Yeah. So intellectual property just forms one of the reasons why people must start their businesses with lawyers. Mm. Of course, there are other important people to speak to as you start a business. I, I, for example, based on my own experience, I'd want to say one of the best people to start a business with, mm-hmm. probably an accountant. Yeah, but that's sure. now coming from my position as a lawyer because I do all these loyalty things on my own. Mm. Yeah, but if you start with the professionals at the earliest stage possible, it makes everything smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So just start. Start right. Yeah. yeah. But what if right now I didn't start right and I want to make up amends mm. and I'm seeing there are problems coming, especially in terms of I think businesses suffer a lot, especially black businesses in tax. Like people realize, oh wow, I have a lot of tax to pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I registered my business, but the tax part is not looking great. And now I come to Misari before I am called by KRU. So, so for tax, you don't even have to basically see a lawyer. Of course, there are tax, as I'm trying to specialize in tax, taking ah. a course at uh, Kenya School of Revenue mm-hmm. Administration, KESRA. Yes. So you, you'll find that there are tax lawyers who can take you through tax law, but not every lawyer will be well informed on tax matters. Mm. So you don't necessarily have to see a lawyer if it's just tax matters. Okay. You can see an accountant, mm-hmm. you can see an auditor. Mm. They'll audit your business and mm. they'll tell you, look, these are your obligations. Mm-hmm. An accountant should be in a position to do the same thing, I suppose. Yeah. For lawyers, what you need to do at that stage then would be to meet a lawyer and ask them to carry out for you what we earlier mentioned is called a legal audit. Okay. So for instance, you started small, three years down the line you have 30 employees. So you have to say, how much am I to comply with the labor laws? Because there are some very minute things that they come to heart. Mm-hmm. For example, one thing people do not know is that 
the moment you have more than 25 employees in a building, you must publicly display a sexual harassment policy document mm -hmm. on the wall. Mm -hmm. Then you have to consider things like leave days now. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to know the minimum wages. You have to know what is the right process of terminating someone's of terminating terminating employment and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So you might have started, and as you grow and you don't want to get to a point when it's too big to handle, get a lawyer for your legal audit. Mm -hmm. Get an auditor for your financials, so that you walk knowing exactly where you stand with your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know exactly where you stand. Legal yeah. audit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, you're starting to be a tax law expert. What are some things that you feel like people ignore when it comes to tax? The, the most basic thing people ignore, especially if you register a business, then you're probably trading or not, then you sit back, you don't file any returns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you're not communicating, you're not retiring, filing returns, in essence, you're not communicating to KRA. Mm -hmm. There could be mm. obligations accruing on, on, on your account yeah. that you do not know about. Yeah. So one of the most important things that any business should ensure they are always up to date with is the filing mm -hmm. of returns. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you are a company, there are two returns. Of course, there are the annual returns that are filed with the register of companies, mm -hmm. and then there are the returns for tax returns that are filed with the carry. Okay. Yes. And then exactly with that, yeah, there are usually two returns, and most people usually just know the annual one in terms mm -hmm. of carry. Yes. So... With the other one, the one for registration, yeah. That is most just 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 for limited liability. Companies. Limited liability. I mean, if you are a partnership or ah. if you are just a sole proprietor, mm -hmm. you, you see, the, actually the easiest form of business is being a sole proprietor. Mm -hmm. But then you want to see how much do you want to do, how much can you take a loan? Yeah. So those are the considerations that have to be made. Okay. Yeah. And as we go to you know just now tax and. Um, things people are not doing right. Sometimes it comes to a point, I don't know my needs like when I'm going to a lawyer. Mm -hmm. I don't know my needs. I'm just there. I want to open a company. Uh, what's the company about? Like, but I don't know how to explain very well. So how, as a business owner, what other things should I have as a business owner before I go to an advocate and tell them? Yeah. Of course, the advocate will not have the idea for you. You have to have exactly. the idea. Mm. Once you have the idea, you explain your needs. The advocate should be able to conceptualize mm. and give the whole some advice to you. Mm. If if somebody, for example, came and they didn't know the form of business that the the, the, the organization should take, then I want to be interested in knowing what is it they want to do. Because if it's a professional service, at some time you're going to have another professional working with you. I'd advise you to take a partnership. Mm. If you want to start small and you think you're going to remain small for a while, it's a sole proprietorship. Yeah. If you wanted to do a company that's maybe going into things like tendering, uh, you know, supplies and all, then a limited liability is probably the best form. So it's about understanding the needs of the client seated before you. Mm -hmm. There can be no uniform or blanket advice to people who want to start business. Mm -hmm. Somebody, who, even you see what happens now, even let's, uh, this joke of a hustler fund thing. <laughs> uh, the people who get 500 shillings, people get 50,000, they, they're not going to have the same needs. You can't tailor make advice for them. Yeah. You have to sit with the individuals yeah. to ensure that uh, you perfectly understand their, their needs and you tailor make solutions mm. yeah. there are no blanket solutions in legal in the legal sphere mm -hmm. so two set of clients are not likely to have the same ex if, what, what, how, no matter how exact their needs seem to be the same there's not going to be something about them that calls for tailor making 
mm. of the solutions mm. and not blanketly okay. uh, throwing solutions so that I can't come here and tell probably people want to start a business that this is a one, two, three yes. and four business mm. as far as legal uh, requirements are concerned. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. There's usually something sometimes lawyers are told the lawyers rarely have yes or no answer. It's usually, um, it depends, yeah, and I think that's... As of of course, it always depends because there are a set of circumstances. And if you look, I, I like giving another example, though not business-related. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could, you could be arrested for killing someone. Mm -hmm. uh, you in court, but then someone will be charged with murder. Mm -hmm. Another one will be charged by with manslaughter. Mm -hmm. And even when they are charged with these separate things, the defense that they put forth mm -hmm. determines the sentence they get. True. So it's always very right when a lawyer tells you to depends. Yeah. I have to understand your set of circumstances yes. to tailor the solution yeah. or help solve whichever problem it is. Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's move to products, yeah, making of products that businesses, especially online currently, there's mm. so many people making products, but it gets to a point where they can't really sell them on stalls, like in supermarkets, because they're not registered by cabs. So should they involve a lawyer in that aspect? Of course, one, like I said from the onset, mm -hmm. get a lawyer, mm -hmm. explain your product. They'll be able to advise you on what steps you need to take. Yeah. Uh, can you just make something at home, then, uh, you know, sell it online and that's it? Mm -hmm. You could easily say you can, mm -hmm. but so what happens when your product hurts someone? Yeah. Or uh, the government needs taxes on the same. Like now there's a lot of unclear regulation around... around uh, taxation of uh, online businesses. Mm. Yes. So because, for example, I have a physical shop. Mm -hmm. I might still consider an online seller if I'm just using the platform to, to market. Yeah. Uh, or uh, should I say I'm an, I work or earn online if only I provide services and these services are offered online. So it's still some sort of a sandbox when it comes to regulatory, it's called a regulatory sandbox. They, we are just in a time where we are just letting things play out before we can know exactly how to regulate it. Mm. Because I also don't believe in over-regulation where you, something comes up and we are already there with 101 laws. It stifles the industry. So things should be given time mm -hmm. to play out naturally. Then uh, it's always a decade or so you're able to tell how do yeah. we regulate this best. Yeah. Yes. So the, the bottom line, though, would be still to, mm -hmm. to talk to a lawyer to understand the traditional forms that exist. Then you see how to build on it mm. with the advice, of course. Mm. And the truth is the law does not cover everything yet. So you'd, you'd be best advised to, okay, what, what, to what extent can I go without breaching the already existing laws? Mm. Yeah. Okay. And there's usually this trend that's happening where people are getting contracts from online, yeah? Getting contracts, writing their name, and a lot of advocates are saying, guys, that's so wrong, yeah? Like, just getting a contract online, what's wrong about that? It goes, it goes back to, to what I was telling you of tailor making. Mm -hmm. So if you get a contract online, mm -hmm. it didn't cover your unique circumstances. So if you get a contract online, for example, and it's signed because you don't want to pay a lawyer, then probably you are not keen enough to realize that it's probably written in, in case of a default, then uh, you go to arbitration and the seat of arbitration is, is in the UK. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I owe you 250,000 shillings. Yeah. The contract we signed said we have to go to arbitration. Uh, the seat of the arbitration is in 
Okay. Yeah, if you get a stubborn person, that alone can become a very big burden for tension. Mm-hmm. But if you probably just sat down with a lawyer, you, you see, you can have a standard contract for your business mm-hmm. drafted by a lawyer once, mm-hmm. so that what you'll be changing are probably the parties and if there is a unique term. Yeah. So, for example, I have a, 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 a uh, a client in, uh, in the business of supplying lab chemicals. Mm-hmm. So of course it's a t- I made them a standard contract. So if school A or school A comes, then that's what we change, the name and the address. Mm-hmm. Then you go to the, the, the terms. Uh, if I pay you, how after, after what period should I pay the balance? You also have different relationships with your clients. So I cannot forcefully say that you have to pay your balances after 14 days. So I know that if client A comes, I'll change the name of their co- the, the, the person they're coming with, They'll tell me the duration of time they want. They'll check the description of the goods. Then probably that. I probably don't have to charge you every time because I charge you for the standard mm-hmm. contract. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's it's still safer because if you get these things online, they, mm-hmm. they don't you, you, you read some of them and they're very funny. And it's funny because <laughs> you can get them online, but then there's a requirement that they be witnessed or stamped probably by an advocate. Oh, okay. So you're not going to come to my office with a contract from I don't know where and expect me. So you tell me, Wakili, Mr. First of all, it sounds very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And uh, secondly, I'm not helping you even if I was if I was to take the 2000 and, 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 and sign it for you, yeah. I'd, I'd probably put you in more problems than helping you. Mm-hmm. So it's only fair that we, we be patient with the things and, and do them in an orderly way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And what do you advise in terms of getting a advocate? Because there are advocates everywhere. There's always a... Co- no, commission and, you know, that, <laughs> that's where you know, ah, could advocate have So how should I find a lawyer for myself? So one, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a very bad notion that you have so many advocates in the market. Uh-huh. We don't have many advocates. What we have is an economy that's not performing. Mm-hmm. Because we are a population of around 54 million now. Mm-hmm. And uh, the list of admitted advocates, uh, I've told you I'm, I'm like in my fifth year of practice. Yes. And I'm advocate number 16,497. Wow. And uh, 97. That's not a lot. And uh, after me, we now have 20, the last advocate I checked, which was admitted, I think, on Friday last week, mm-hmm. number 21,000. So in a, in a population of 54 million, and even the 21,000 advo- 21, advocates are not alive, they die. People die out of age, people die in accidents, sure. people are sick. Yeah. Not all advocates practice. They are advocates mm-hmm. who they, they renew their PCs faithfully, mm-hmm. but they are old, they are in retirement, mm-hmm. or they are judges or they are in employment elsewhere. So we have a very small pool of advocates. Mm -hmm. We cannot say that we have advocates everywhere. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy to get an advocate who does not have a big workload who can take you through. Mm -hmm. And advocates are trained to be honest, and I I want to believe most of us are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you need a specialization that I don't specialize in, I should be in a position. Like I just told you now that IP is not my strong point. If I got a thing that is purely IP, I'd pass it on to my partner. Mm. If it was massive work that probably my partner cannot handle as individual, we know firms that specialize in IP mm. that we can send you to. Mm-hmm. Yes. So either we subcontract them or we just tell you from the onset, you'd be better off being served by this firm. Yeah. So getting an advocate, I mean like with everything else, there are referrals. Mm. If you're starting something, you're not the first person doing it. Yeah, sure. So you'd probably ask somebody already in the field, somebody who's mentoring you or something, and ask them, so who would be best placed? Which law firm do you think would best? Sometimes just research, Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, top three farms on IP in Kenya, it will give you the list of advocates who practice IP, then you'd identify with who is closest to you, mm. uh, how big is your project, so all those are things. 
that you are able to conceptualize. Mm-hmm. But it does not hurt to walk into any advocate's office where <laughs> you see that sign. Of course, there are a lot of quacks who just put those signs and they're not advocates. Yeah. But if you walk into an advocate's office, you have a right to ask the certificate of registration, the practicing certificate. Mm-hmm. You can use them that go to online and search, are they really an advocate? Then you'll be able to know whether you're in the safe hands Ooh. or not. Yeah. Okay, wow, that's a good one. Yeah, like guys, you can find an advocate online and that for searching their name and finding the out. It's called the advocate search engine. Yeah. So somebody might be an advocate, but probably they're not licensed to practice that here. Okay. Those are also concerns. Mm. So the, I mean, if you come to my office and I tell you I'm an advocate, most advocates you won't even have to ask because you'll find it on the wall. They have the practice, the, the current practicing certificate because you have to take out a practicing certificate every year. Mm. It should be there. Okay. So you're able to know you're in the hands of an advocate. They should be able to listen to you, conceptualize your problem, then see how to you know mm. sort you out. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to now, you know, you as Misare, yeah, you yeah. as an individual, yeah. w- you are into business, I think, or what uh, do you, do you uh, love? Well, I'm, I'm mostly a politician. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> I, I did run for the office of Senator of Migori County in the last elections this uh-huh. year. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's the nature of our politics, the, mm. the primary nomination stage, but then I easily fell back into practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my main business is the practice of law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to say I, I went to study law because I want to help people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make money. <laughs> so I practice law, but I'm, 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 I'm trying a hand in other in businesses. Um, okay. uh, of course, there's politics, uh-huh. but it's, it's not something full-time. Yes. I mean, you lose an election or you, you fall out for whatever reason, and you have to wait out for five years. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you stop going home to help with whatever you can. And, and taking part in public debates in whatever positions you think should stay at take. Mm-hmm. But there are also other businesses. Of course, if I make my money as a lawyer, I'm not going to just eat it and wait for the next client. Mm-hmm. I'm trying my hand. I'm, I'm very interested in beef farming, so that's okay. something I'm really looking deeply into. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm also moving into logistics. So I have another company called uh, Pearson Logistics East Africa mm-hmm. Limited. Mm-hmm. So it's mostly about clearing and forwarding. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to get a foothold. Mm. Uh, what we cleared forward now is fairly funny. I don't think I should discuss it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's business. It's yeah. okay. So what have you learned now as a business owner? You know, you your legal heart, you put it down mm-hmm. and you become a business owner. So mm-hmm. what have you learned from that? I've learned that one of the things that really takes you find business is honesty because mm. whatever business you are in, at, at some point of time, you're not going to be able to probably meet your financial obligations up front, meaning you're going to have to deal with people. Okay. So being able to weigh it from my legal angle, not seeing the number of probably debt collections we have to do mm. for small businesses or medium businesses, for, 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 for business that was done in good faith, it, it messes up a lot of people. So one thing I've learned is that honesty. I mean, uh, you can make, a, you can give your word, then it does not materialize. But it shouldn't become the other person's business to now follow up with you. You should uh, just be gentle enough to cast them down and tell them, look, we mm. did business in these terms. Yeah. One two has changed. So can you adjust terms for this and this benefit, or can you forgo one two and mm. we continue the business? Mm-hmm. Other than, you know sitting back and then now goes back to the law practice and the debt collection or a civil suit for breach of contract and and a lot of that. Which reminds me something I could tell, but I think it's now all over for for small businesses. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people who owe money under one million 
and they're stuck in the formal court system. I mm-hmm. think the court is trying to read them out. There's a small claims court now. It's yes. something you sort within 60 days. Yeah. Yeah. So businesses should not shy away. I mean, if you are, if you are hard and money, you don't have to shy away and say, Nimeachia Mungu. Biashara itanguka, ukingoja Mungu. It's good. Mungu, but Mungu gave us the systems we yeah. have. They may, they may not be perfect, mm. but somebody cannot default paying you, say, 400,000, then you say, Nimeachia Mungu. I mean, you can go to court and enforce and you'll get yeah. your money. Yeah. Otherwise, your business is likely to fall if every person who defaults on a chia mungu, you end up going home. Yeah. yeah. So I think businesses should be more proactive in enforcing their rights. Wow. Yeah. That's one of the things I've learned. You've actually solved an issue of a family member. Well, you call me a chia mungu, but mm. yeah, I'll advise them on that. Don't, don't a chia mungu. <laughs> yeah. So what books do you love reading? Well, I love reading autobiographies. Mm-hmm. I read a lot on war and politics. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a matter of practice now, I read a lot of legal stuff. Yeah. Presidents, like any cases that are coming out of the courts, you have to stay informed. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they also subscribe to most of these uh, periodicals that mm. are informed on, on world affairs. Mm. I part, part-time from the panel, I used to be on local television, but I don't know. I became a politician. And <laughs> so I correspond for Russia today. So I have to mm. keep informed of African affairs. So wow. I have to, f- to read anything I can because okay. almost twice every week I'm on screen on Russia TV. Wow. Discussing African affairs. Mm. Uh, I'm also keener in certain aspects of life. I told you I want to be, have a bias for tax law. Yes. International finance and banking. So I also ensure that most of my reading is inclined that way even as I wait to formally start schooling on that, in that path. Mm. Yeah, because one of the things I told myself is that as a practicing advocate, a, a master's is not something I should jump onto so fast. Mm. You're going to get a master's, come back, but it's, it's not relevant. I know people who don't know human rights, yeah, democratization, and I don't know what in Africa, but they don't apply in your day-to-day practice. But in my day-to-day practice, I can know the number of cases I have against banks or the number of banks I can sit on their panels, mm. the number of international businesses that are setting up in Kenya that would want to know our financial structures and, mm. and all. So it makes more sense to specialize in something that I'm going to practice day to day than to take a master's just for the prestige of master's. being seen as having a master's. Mm. So all my reading are always towards the, the, my areas of interest and I'm able to tell, yeah. Mm. Is this the right path? Should I continue with this? Yes. Yeah. Let's say I'm just a common man and I want to learn more about the law. Which websites would you recommend, especially in the business side? Honestly, man, mm. I don't, I've, noticed, I've not seen any <laughs> anything that's tailored. Like I told you, these things need a lot of tailor-making. Yeah. So I won't tell anyone that if you go to this website, you'll be able to find the information you're looking for. Mm. Uh, I don't personally read much on those websites. I know websites, I know they're... Most of them are actually subscriptions. They're either okay. online university libraries okay. or uh, these top organizations with like libraries that you can't just log into. You'd love to subscribe and mm. become a member, probably something. Okay. So for a layman, I think some of these things they should just leave to professionals. Mm. Just let the lawyer do the reading, pay yeah. them, and they, <laughs> they pass the knowledge down. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> pay the lawyer, guys. Don't just get the information anywhere. Yeah. So as we finish up, as we wrap up, um, I think we've learned a lot from, you know, why we need a lawyer in our businesses. Yeah. 
And maybe just to address another thing mm-hmm. that might perhaps not as come up, people will be asking, oh, you go to lawyers, what happens if probably you pay a lawyer and they don't do what you are paying for yeah. or you rely on their advice to their detriment? Yeah. So lawyers take out what's called professional indemnity if... if uh, based on the lawyer's advice, you suffer some harm or your business doesn't do well, you can have recourse mm-hmm. than if you are relying on your own wits. You yeah. have nowhere to fall back to. If, if, mm-hmm. if, if you failed because of the lawyer mm-hmm. and it can be shown that they were not diligent mm-hmm. in, in doing what you paid them to do, mm-hmm. you have some recourse. If you failed because you are trying to cut shortcuts or because you didn't want to pay the lawyer, then you are on your own. Mm-hmm. So it's better to err on the side of caution than to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, these things yourself. Yeah. So guys, there are, you know, remedies for if your lawyer is not doing their work, mm-hmm. but also you have to have evidence on it. Yeah. yeah. So um we always ask our guests, you know, like or rather we <laughs> our audience, mm-hmm. what's your relationship with money? <laughs> My relationship with money, uh, how do I say that? Mm-hmm. Is it, a, is it one of those relationships you can describe as toxic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm myself in the process of learning a lot. Yeah. Uh, I know I'm, I'm not getting any younger. There, there, there are certain luxuries that I can't afford to, to take part in. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that really hurt at some point was, you know, being in unnecessary debt. Okay. Debt that is not meant for growth. Mm. I consider that unnecessary debt. Mm. So that's one of the habits I'm happy that I've, I've been able to grow out of. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I, I cannot take a debt to attend an event. Like, you know, you want to be there for a friend. My friend is yeah. wedding in Kisumu and yeah. uh, uh, my finances are not I'll make a call. Or can you get me this much once I'm from Kisumu? Yeah. But if it's money that's probably going to be for growth, mm-hmm. then it's a risk worth taking. Mm-hmm. So avoiding unnecessary debts. Uh, not another thing I've really learned with money is go where you're invited. Go where you're invited. Yeah. We, we, we end up spending a lot to please people. Probably mm-hmm. just ask, oh, what is up? Or you want to feel like you're involved. It's, it's okay not to be... To you be. call fear of being left out. It's yeah. okay to be left out yeah. if you're doing something for mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't have the fear of being left out. It, it helps with money as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, savings is a bit overrated. I believe in investments over savings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not the person who champion for you to save, save, save. I'm the person who tell you to take that risk and invest. So where are you investing at? Myself? Yes. <laughs> uh, like I said, my biggest investment, which I'm still putting money into, is my law firm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually just moving offices now. We were sharing offices with colleagues mm-hmm. at Kingdom Bank Towers. Mm-hmm. We've now gotten our own expansive 15... 1500 square feet of mm-hmm. office space mm-hmm. can sit three partners and six associates Ooh, wow. and uh, two receptionists and a clerk mm-hmm. so i'm investing in my law firm because i know if it's up there there's a type of clientele i'm able to attract yes for sure i'm investing in okay i said i'm not so big on circles but i'm i'm in a circle mm-hmm. circle and putting in something in mm-hmm. I want to invest. I told you I'm keen on beef farming. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm investing in a ranch. Ah, wow. I'm trying Amazing. to get a ranch okay. to finish it off here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so my other investments are just, they're all over the place. But, investments, <laughs> but those ones are the main ones. <laughs> they're, they're, they're investments, I yeah. can say, yeah. Awesome. I think uh, your relationship with money is not that toxic. Like from it's, what you've pre- t- it's pretty toxic. I, I left out the bit here, you go into politics and you know, <laughs> 
<laughs> separating political funds and your own funds yeah. becomes so tricky and you can never have too much money for politics. Well. Only, you can go home with three million and you think that's going to take you three weeks and at one and a half weeks you are calling somebody for money and something. Yeah. Yeah. So I know I know that people might be watching and probably want to go into politics at some time. Uh, don't borrow money for politics. Mm. Yeah, you never know. You, you can, there are no guarantees in politics. It mm-hmm. can go either way. Yeah. And even if you win, you cannot satisfy everyone. Mm. Who, so don't borrow money for politics. Mm. But that's very good advice I got from a friend called Keegan. Mm-hmm. And I think it really helped me. Yeah. Yes. So don't, don't borrow money. It goes back to what I told you about mm, borrowing for... It's like borrowing for consumption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what's your final advice on life? Uh, there's there's no formula to life. Don't don't feel pressured in any way. Just do you. Mm. Uh, feel free to ask for help. It doesn't have to be monetary. If you if you see there's somebody doing mm-hmm. better than you are, mm-hmm. and they are open to talk to talk to them, they are not a competition. Ask them, bro. I, I think you're getting this right. How how do you how can I get here, or what can I do? Mm-hmm. Of course, there are those who will tell you, God, and there are those who will sit you down and uh, Actually, walk you through and, yeah. and really help you. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to be overly accomplished people. Their peers are definitely a step ahead. Yeah. There's no harm in talking to them and asking, you're mm-hmm. getting this right. Mm-hmm. How can I be at such a uh, place? Mm-hmm. But don't, put, don't give yourself pressure. There's no formula to life. Everybody has their path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it doesn't mean your path should be wasting all your money on alcohol and other <laughs> things. But mm-hmm. it, well, it could be your path, but... <laughs> <laughs> Is that really a path? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, everyone has their path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So thank you so much, Fisare, for just taking your time to come here and share your wise insights. Yeah. Mm. And I believe you've learned a lot on, you know, how to manage your business, why you need a lawyer and why the needs you need to go to them for. Yeah. And get an accountant also. And life has no formula. So see you in the next episode. Bye.